0: Hi everyone I hope that you're holding up okay I just wanted to give you a heads up this podcast episode is a little bit different you'll notice that it's quite a bit longer than our usual episodes we originally interviewed Douglas Williams from Meta a few weeks ago when we were just dealing with the coronavirus, um, and we talked about you know some exciting developments in his business. But obviously since then, a lot has happened, um, and so we wanted to reach back out to him as a Black chef owner and get his perspective on current events and make sure that he had an opportunity to speak to what was going on in the country. This episode begins with our most recent conversation and ends with the original interview. I'm here with Douglas Williams from Meta. We chatted a couple of weeks ago, and you know the podcast was set to come out this week, uh, but with everything that's been happening in the country with George Floyd, a black man who was killed at the hands of a white police officer, and the ensuing protest, which you know have mostly been peaceful, but of course there was some violence, some of which harmed small businesses and Black-owned businesses. With all of that chaos and everything that's happening, it just didn't feel right to not have you weigh in or at least ask you if you wanted to weigh in. So I really just wanted to ask, how are you holding up and how are you feeling the reverberations of all of this in Boston and at
1: Um. Well, thanks for, you know, getting my opinion and uh, my thoughts. I it's a very you know it's a very deep question and for for everybody as far as humanity thing not just as a black man not not as a as a as a you know as necessarily a person of color but i think as far as a human um that video and those videos and any or even accusations or or instances that we hear about things like that happening you know having the life squeezed out of you it, doesn't really matter what um color you are per se. Um it's it's just a, it's a terrible thing to um have happen. But in this instance, um I think the public opinion would disagree with that point and say that it does have a a, a, a it does matter what color um that person is, um and what uh ethnicity that person is. And um I think it's showing um, emotionally for for everyone um across the country and across the world um that that person um regardless of color could have been someone's son or uncle or nephew or and and we're all putting ourselves in that person's position um on the bottom of three other men um and wondering what it would be like to have you know um the the life sucked out of you. Um, and that's a that's a terrible, suffocating, claustrophobic, very alone feeling. And um, I think that's part of the emotion that is coming out, um, that is reverberating from um, from that story that we saw.
0: And and what about Mita? Because uh, last night, when I actually yesterday we had an email exchange, decided you know we'd be able to chat today. But at that point, you know, Boston there had been protests and. Uh, but we hadn't seen the same kind of collapse uh, that we that we did last night. And you know, there's. I want to be really careful um, how I talk about it because I'm not, you know, a hard hitting journalist. I'm a food writer. But sure. there have been talk about the protests being infiltrated. Um, you know, people that have nothing to do with the protests inciting violence. There have been, you know. It's hard to say exactly what went wrong between the very peaceful productive protests that were happening yesterday and then the violence that occurred last night but mm-hmm. like you're in um the south end I know urban grape in the south end also a black owned business um their windows were smashed in like is your restaurant in good shape how is how's your neighborhood in general
1: uh yeah from my understanding um i you know for the past couple of nights I've been there and honestly you know the 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 funny thing is, is that I'm not Yes, of course I'm worried about a physical structure. Um and the the the, the home that we've built at Mita for the for the neighborhood. But, you know, my main concern right in front of my face were my employees and you know, I have some employees staying a little later now. And they're, you know, um not all conscious of what is happening. And they're a little like, what, what is, what is going on? Obviously they know and they watch the news, but, um, to have it be right in front of your face to have, cause the, you know, we're on Tremont. That's, that's the, that was the, that's the main, that's the main artery for where the police stations are, um, leading to downtown. It's, it's, it leads directly, um, into, uh, the heart of, of, of all this anger and, and, and all of the, the, the protests and, I'm just worried that they can get home safely and they don't get caught up in the in the muck um, of what's going on, and especially leaving the restaurant and making sure they lock the doors and things like that. Um, I, I thankfully I have had nothing um, nothing happen, but I again I, I worry more about the the bodies um, and the hells of my uh, of my of my employees and even the people outside. I mean every everyone looks peaceful to me and everyone wants to just make a change and that's what it's about um if if something happens to the restaurant then I mean it's it's just glass you know and we have insurance and and there's things that are it's it's not the biggest deal in the world it's not my first concern um we have protections for that and I don't want to see anybody get hurt within that we have not a whole lot to, to take anyway, I mean, we, go, go ahead and take that crappy low boy I have on GM. You could take that thing. Oh, I would gladly like to replace that. Um, um, there's not a whole lot to be to be taken, and I. Um, but but seriously, no, I. I, I that's such a shame um, that would happen. But again, I'm, I, he may have gentleman from urban Urban great may have um similar feelings to where he thinks that it is just it's just wood and glass and um while upsetting and disruptive and uh not convenient at all um as long as there's no one dying and and people getting hurt within that uh, uh situation i mean that's that's really what it's about um yeah so so i i can't say to to the looting and whatnot and i don't even want to talk about that firsthand because i think you know the it's all just repeating thing. It's all and all kind of expected. Um, you know, you look at the the LA riots right after Rodney King, um, the, 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 and I can't even say it, the riots because it started with a protest the same exact way and very organically, um, even more, more organically than modern day protests, um, because there wasn't the, uh, advent of, of internet and whatnot. And it was, it did not happen when the when the beating happened right it didn't happen when the incident happened it happened when the officers were acquitted right that's when the outrage came 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 about um when people were sitting in front of their TVs just watching whatever and they see that these officers had no charges brought against them oh so all, all the charges were dropped um and people just you know internally start to boil and walk outside and say this cannot be life and that is what is happening? Is saying that this cannot be real. That that the general public, re- regardless of color, is not outraged by seeing someone. Essentially, you know, when you watch a when you watch a, a animal show about an anaconda squeezing an animal, that's the hardest ones to watch. You can watch a lion tearing apart a gazelle and a this and that and a cheetah eating this, but when you watch an anaconda squeeze a life, you know, and you know, usually we would see that for uh, ten seconds. 20 seconds um, to see someone suffocate um, or to be tortured in in that sense. Um, But to see that happened while someone is pleading in a language you can understand um, for several minutes is while 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 pleading to 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 remove that person out of that situation is a is a you can't help but put yourself in 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 that context or someone you love in that context, or just seeing that as a, as a, as a fellow human being. Um, And I think that before, I think people see before this even goes to trial or any sort of um, real charges are, are implemented. um, I think there's kind of a crystal ball uh, based on history um, of how this is going to happen um, or how they think it's going to happen. And, that's, you know, that's, that's all within the right of people's perception and, um, and, and looking forward that, that is, that is, that is okay to feel that, that, that anger, um, from any side, as far as the looting and whatnot, I can't, that's the part of, that's the tail end of anger. Um, and that's what happens. Um, and and hopefully just no one gets hurt and, and things can be rebuilt and things can, Be replaced but you know the human life again that's what we're that's what everybody is fighting for and and screaming loud for is is just everybody to look up and see what's happening um and if a few buildings have to get hurt in the meantime then so be it i'm
0: really glad that you kind of talked through that because i think one of the upsetting things is if you know People see the fire the, or the, the looting or whatever. That becomes the focus, and that's not what any of this is about, and that's not what the tens of thousands of people who are protesting are, are
1: well, about. Well, if you, if you think about it, in, if okay, so if, pretend if you were on a stranded island, right? And the, the only people that can see you are the people in planes far away above. They can't see you smile. They can't see you cry. They can't see you hurt. They can't see you uh, in pain. But the one thing they can do is see a fire and the one thing they can do is see those things and that is essentially the 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 you know the thing that that we're, that people are trying to do that everyone is trying to do now is make people just pay attention to take the attention away from the daily cycle and say pay attention to this it's not the f- people don't get jo- i mean fire is fun i mean when you're on a beach and when it's you know, around friends and all that but when it when it's when it's out in the streets you are supposed to look it is not uh it's not a uh, people don't like starting fires in the streets. It's not, it feels uneasy what you're you're doing it because you're trying to get attention about a situation that is obviously being talked about and obviously just happened. And if you want to say, okay, well, you're going to leapfrog over looking at the real problem to say, I'm going to focus on this fire. That's not the point, right? The, the point is to get the public's perception to say, this is why we're doing this. Um, and it, it it takes the person looking at it to say, oh, well, I should probably dig into why, they're, why, they're, why this is happening. And then you will immediately find why they're doing it and you should immediately be outraged. Um, and, it, it, you know, for me, it's not about going online and posting, you know, Baldwin quotes or uh, uh, Martin Luther King quotes or, or speeches or this and that. I mean, yeah, you can do that if that makes you feel great, but I guarantee you won't be doing it in four weeks. I guarantee that's not something you do in your off time. I am a geek. Me personally, I'm a geek. And I listen to, you know, Martin Luther King's uh, hidden Martin Luther King speeches on Spotify and and Tidal just because I but I do it on when things are all gravy, you know, and I do it when when things are just normal. And no, no, doesn't take this for me to to self educate myself. And um, but it does for some people. And that's great but i I think it rings to shallow ears that you know you do that when something of this uh uh tragic level happens um it's fine, but now it just has to continue right if you wanna if you want to start that wave it has you has to keep going or it just it will just not uh amount to anything uh both for yourself and for the actual cause you you, you you're trying to support um or um, promote.
0: Do
1: you think things are going to be any different this time um based off of my hope or based off of history yeah i think we know the answer i mean if <laughs> i think we, we know. know yeah we know what's up yeah I, out of out of humanity and hope of course the optimism always is you know especially for a person like me optimism is always on the on the top of mind it's not always reality um you know, for how things are going to play out, um, that depends on the effectiveness of the process, effectiveness of legislation, effectiveness of desired change, effectiveness of um, you know, there's there's a, 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 a really a lot of variables. Um, and the election season, I mean, there's a, there's a it, that shouldn't matter on a person's life, but sad fact is it does. And um, I think if you just if we were in college. And we had, and we were in a statistics class. And just after that statistics class, we were in a history class. And then we go back to the statistics class. How would it be different from the before we went to that history class? Uh, we would have, we would have a, a completely different outlook on how it would play out. And I think if you look at the history, say you go to, you know, the riots in LA, how did that, how did that one play out? Um, and and the there's hundreds of books, thousands of books, maybe that have been written about that, you know, detailing the small intricacies of, of, of why and how and when, and what took place and who was involved and, and who was not involved and who should have been. I mean, there's, there's, there's history. I, I think some people feel that this is the first time this has happened. Right. And on camera and long story short, the history, you have to find comfort in the history. Um, Yes, you can be a part of changing it, but you have to understand um, a little bit of it first. Like there's a few things with, you know, people are upset about the officers or officer being charged with third degree murder. Well, you can't you have to prove um, intent um, for first and second degree. You can't just say, yes, of course, it was a, 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 in a, essentially first degree murder. He, he, he a, intended to kill him. And you can say that. But now you have to prove it. If you can't prove that there was intention or premeditation, then there is no first and second. And then you lose the whole case and there goes that. And um, I, I think if, you, you know, if people really want to be involved, email, email um, the victim's lawyer. Email the uh, victim's family. Write them a letter. Ask them how you can help. Those are, those are also ways to, to be involved. There's, there's a lot of ways to be involved. And protesting, I agree, is one of the most effective. But um, people looking on, if we're talking to viewers, sorry, and listeners, if we're talking to listeners that are, that are hearing this and they're saying, oh, well, how do I help? There's, it doesn't take a rocket science to know how to help. You read, you self-educate, um, you listen, you keep your ear out. You, you try to be a sincere um, and understanding uh, fellow human about, how to help it's it's not hard it doesn't take a person to tell you how to do it it just takes care imagine if it was your your uncle or your nephew what would you do you'd be furious so um in that sense um i think it just people just have to want to do something about it um everybody benefits if you do so um yeah
0: Douglas thank you so much for taking taking the time to talk with us um Mm -hmm. I just, I really appreciate it uh, and your perspective and, um, and yeah, it's, it's uh, an intense time and I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful for your insight.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Well, uh, take care. Um, And uh, real quick, because you own a restaurant that we love and that's why you and I were originally chatting a little while ago. Do we have any news on that front with uh, phase two or? What your plans are?
1: Yeah, um, I believe the mayor is um, making an announcement on the eighth about uh, possibly opening for some outdoor seating and um, you know uh, rules around that and spacing and and you know all the guidelines that we need to follow, which is which is not a problem. And we're looking forward to that. So right now we're open for takeout um, and it's a fun time. We're still feeding the um, healthcare workers uh, weekly. Um, about 2000 meals a week and just going in and and having a good time and uh, feeling safe and keeping the restaurant clean and uh, seeing our old neighbors and VIPs and people we love and people and new supporters. And, uh, you know, obviously with the food and wine recognition that's helped to really bring that, again, that attention to this side of um, the city, which effectively is the epicenter of uh, I guess you can call it the movement, um, but I think it's always been a movement. You know, it, it, even under even just an underlying um, personality of the of the neighborhoods, the Madepans, the the, the Roxburys, the Dorchester's. Um, there's been a we've been sitting on the on the bubble, and that bubble mm-hmm. has 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 leaked out in a way. I'm not sure if it's bursted, uh, but it's 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 for sure letting out some of the pressure that has. Um, been been there for so long so many decades um so so it's it feels good to be to be here and i'm excited and our 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 restaurant is made completely of glass and um <laughs> hopefully that shows the fragility in which our all of our souls are you know and that we that hopefully the restaurant can can be a resemblance of the neighborhood and and the fragility of of the situation, um, but hopefully it survives intact um, to feed people that that love us um, and that care about what we do and why we 're there and um, see us into the next uh, the 2020s.
0: absolutely uh, well we can 't wait to come visit you and again thank you for your time and for your insight and you know for your good work and your positive spirit we we really appreciate it and congratulations on the award again and hopefully we'll talk to you soon uh at Mita.
1: thank you we're all in this together that's that's what it's about it feels good thank you
0: all right well take take care douglas we'll talk soon
1: thank you ciao
0: okay bye-bye all right douglas how how are you today
1: i'm good um this is a incredible uh (sighs) it's a real feeling um you think about and you dream about the time that this would ever happen um, as far as receiving an award, um, think about something that you've thought about since I was a you know, teenager, a kid, you know, seeing all the heroes on, you know, uh, on a national magazine and thinking about what it takes to get there and um, what kind of overly human ability does it does it take to, to be, be looked at as, as, as a leader in, in an industry? and um, to now be recognized as someone who is leading the way for change um, and representation. I don't even know the words to say other than I'm extremely grateful and um, everybody's, so it's almost lifted all boats as far as our community and and workplace. Everybody just feels very positive and um, as far as the outlook on the future,
0: that's amazing. And just to back up, I'm pretty sure that most people will know, but in case they don't, please tell us what award you just won.
1: Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, I've been recognized as the, one of the ten best new chefs in the country by Food and Wine Magazine for 2020. And
0: yeah, you have. It's it's an, <laughs> it's
1: it's I, I, the thing is I'm still digesting it, and um, yeah, but also digesting a whole other uh, reality. That, that's happening to the, the world right now and to uh, the industry and personally and to, to every every single person is is affected um, from from all spectrums of the scale and um, it, it's really hard to outwardly enjoy it because of the solidarity that we 're all trying to have of this moment um, as far as the the, the human condition. Um, and as far as the the situation we have at hand with our health and our safety and our family's safety and and how it's all interconnected and um, and affected and it's more it's become more of a, uh, a a thing for me right now as far as the award and as far as the self gratification um, and as far as you know looking back on you know when my when my mother was alive and when um, things were all normal and and everything was just flowing and. and Using the dream to springboard um, my motivation to get into the industry and to become, you know, uh, what I've what I've tried to become today, and it's it's all just surreal that I, I didn't think it would it would be this way, but maybe it's it's supposed to happen like this, and, and and it's given me a different direction to to take it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna accept it and do the best I can with this <laughs> with this um, with this exposure, and maybe in six months or four months or a year it'll be for the right reasons. And, uh, that's, that's what I'm, I'm holding onto right now. Well,
0: I mean, like completely selfishly, Douglas, like I've been wanting to talk to you for a while anyways. I got to speak with you really briefly for a short piece I did for Serious Eats. Um, but I was so, you were on my list. And then when you got this award, like selfishly as a Bostonian, as someone in the, connected to the food world like it's so wonderful to have a joyful thing to talk about (laughs) and I'm so excited like I read your um the piece about you in the globe and you had said something about like feeling a little bit like you said it's a little strange because you don't want to seem it's not that you don't want to seem excited but like there's the gravity of the situation Mm -hmm. right now which you're you know affected as a business owner you've been working with off your plate like you get it you see Mm -hmm. and live Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. The drama of it, and we're um, and
1: we're right down the street from from uh, uh, the VMC and all the hospitals and, right. and and Longwood and all that. So it's all it's all the and the patients who are going there and are dealing with it, especially the the less less fortunate. Um uh, and the ones who aren't protected are passing by the restaurant every day in every direction and um you know knocking on our door and asking for food and um needing to use our facilities and um in very bad shape. I mean it's 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 it the the reminder never goes away and that's why you know we it stays in our mind constantly. It's even it's always real to us even when we were fully fl- you know uh, just flourishing and had some great momentum. It was always in front of our face. It's it's never not. There's never not a reminder of where we are. And the thing is, the pandemic was happening essentially with with um yeah the opioid crisis.
0: So for people who are who have not been to Meda, um you are very close to Boston Medical Center, which is pretty much prior to the pandemic. You know, was the epicenter of the opioid crisis, and now it's a safety net hospital too. So like you were saying, yeah. it really has been the center of the cri- of the pandemic as well. So. So how do
1: you think about that? Sure, sure. I mean, well, I, the the fact is um, that ninety percent of the patients that walk in the ER at BMC don't have health insurance and don't intend to get it. Um, and 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 that's a that's a wonderful thing that BMC is fortunate enough to have a a, a fund and, and foundation that they can support the community in that way. Um, and it's 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 just it's a painful it's a painful thing to watch. Um, no matter how good your your life is or no matter how great the business is or no matter how many times you're praised or, or whatever it may be, you know, you're constantly seeing it pass by your doors. And the the hard part about it is that you get a little numb to it um, because you see it so much. And it's not a, it doesn't bring a danger per se to directly to the restaurant. It doesn't directly affect us, but it affects us as people and affects us as, as our, as our optically. And um, thank goodness, you know, our, our, our guests and our customers and people who find out about us don't seem to mind, but it hurts everybody. It's not, it's not a, a fun thing to watch to see people suffering, to see people hurting and see them in, in bad spots, take digging themselves deeper. And even this award, talking to you right now, you know, I'm looking outside my window um, and, and there's a lot of people in, in a lot of suffering. Yeah. Very much so, and so so I have this recognition that's bringing this attention to this little corner, and the corner needs that exposure. You know, we need we need that attention to hopefully bring some fixes to it. There is no easy fixers. It's not a it's not one person's fault. It's not a governor or a mayor or, or 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 government at all. It's it's about the whole the whole system, and BMC is a big part of why it's being um, you know kind of leveled out and and even having a fighting chance at, at becoming better. So with all that said, it's just, it's still, I just want to bring some sunshine to what we're doing here. So hopefully we can get more support, more, more funding, more uh, ability to, a better ability to help what we can help with and that's all we can really do and make connections and and grow this um this web of of community and that's a, a mouthful but that's that's what we're here for
0: That's great. So, you know, Mita is such a neighborhood restaurant in that way. You know, you're so connected to your neighbors and and your neighborhood.
1: Out of necessity.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit?
1: Yeah, um, you know, Mida means generosity in Italian. That's how we translated it. Um and Mida... Is is purely surviving off of who is directly within a mile of us? Not even. Um, maybe you can even say six hundred feet. Um, that those are those are our our biggest supporters. Those are the people who and the communities that keep us afloat and thriving and even have it a fighting chance to see you know a national attention. And um, with without the community, without the generosity, without that feeling that you get when you walk in the restaurant, you know there wouldn't be much of a restaurant. It would just be a shell of who, who we're trying to be. So now it's it's interesting because how do you do that when you can't invite people into the restaurant and you actually have to shun them away um, out of fear and protection for your employees and for yourself? I have a set of twins at home and um, an au pair and a wife that all live in, under one roof. And uh, how do you show generosity and love and give like a... A, a dream hug to your, your favorite VIPs that you can't stand with, get within six feet of. You know, how does that happen? And we do it by keeping in touch, um, getting involved with, progr- keeping in touch virtually or, or giving call or newsletters, um, putting little gifts in bags, um, you know, uh, and trying to create a more personal connection. If there's one thing that this time has done to us is really allowed us to sit down, and um, you know, we all get to sit down now. But as we we all get to maybe write an extra email that we wouldn't have if we if we were you know busy running our lives. A extra Instagram message or extra you know LinkedIn connection, whatever it may be. We 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 are trying to find more avenues that already exist um, to stay in touch, to ask how someone is to invite them to come by and just wave outside the window. they you know, if someone's in the neighborhood and they may, why as well come by and, you know, maybe they want to drop off some beer or they want to, you know, and just, just help out the kitchen or whatever. I mean, we've had every sort of wonderful nuanced uh, show of appreciation and that's, you know, maybe the, sil- some of the silver linings for, for this, for this, um, for this time in our lives.
0: Speaking of showing appreciation, I heard that the mayor gave you a special shout out. Whoa! Which
1: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what
0: happened there?
1: Whoa. <laughs> uh One of my uh, one of my investors actually uh, texted me over a screenshot of that, and I couldn't believe it. I said, "Oh, maybe, maybe. I thought it, sometimes there's some alternate accounts. I thought it was just something somebody just joking ahead." Marty Walsh's um uh, picture, and it was him. And I was like, "Oh my god, that was." awesome and we don't we're not that active on twitter which is hilarious but um so it wasn't it wasn't too fitting for us to to, to write back but we were like shocked we were uh we were amazed i mean the, the the we have tried since day one and we've been open for a little over three years now and we have been trying to make sure we represent the city of boston um they you know the city and the local government helped us out so much in the beginning with um, trying to understand how to acquire a liquor license. It's not an easy process at all. Um, it actually was, a, it was harder to, to acquire a liquor license than it was to even open the restaurant and opening a restaurant is awful. It is awful. <laughs> um, not to say that the liquor license process was awful. It's just, it's not a linear thing. And, um, you know that's a history thing. There's there's so much that's involved with that. But the city, so, you know, not surprisingly, but funny enough, is is it is they are there with resources and the people to to assist with that. It just takes time and patience and you know being um, being adaptive and 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 making sure you make good uh, personal relationships and business relationships and using the resources that are there. It's just it may not always. Come to you, but you have to pound the pavement down at city hall and you have to not be not be mean, just be gracious and and be curious and um ask what this is ask what that is ask how ask when ask why and the answers reveal themselves and we've been lucky enough to um, have the the great support from city hall and um I don't know if there'll be any other way to get the things that we have done without that support they all exist it's just it's just not as simple as you would think it would be, but
0: that is the most zen thing I've ever heard. Like a restaurant owner talk about the liquor license process. Usually, we'd be like bleeping profanity, well, it's frustrating. Like tears, it's frustrating. I mean, it's yeah, not, it's super not. Frustrating. That's
1: what I mean. It's, it's, it's fun if that's all you had to do. But when there's a thousand other things to do on top of get a liquor license, which you can't open the restaurant without the liquor license. So, what's so? it's all banking on that, but there's so much, so many other things to do. It's like, it's like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube while you're giving birth. It's like, <laughs> it's not awesome. It's, it's you both have to yeah. be done, but it's, it, you know, one takes so much focus and then you have to put so much focus to something else. So it, it's, 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 uh, it got done only with the help of the local government and affiliates. And I, it came full circle, I think, when Mayor Marty Walsh uh, reached out and um made me very proud cuz that it took me back to that moment um to to cuz he represents all of our local government and and the people who are extended from that and that's it felt like the whole city of Boston was saying thank you at that time and that's there's nothing better than than that that's that it's all worth it now that's
0: awesome that's awesome and speaking of representation i mean there has been so much not enough discussion probably but discussion certainly about how you are i believe the only um black chef owner operator in the fine dining space as people say which you know is there's plenty of great black owned yeah. restaurants yeah. but they don't get a lot of attention
1: and chefs and cooks and and everything i just i just the the, ex, the exposure is is minimal um if not uh non-existent i'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure where they are which and i this is what I do this is what I live and i breathe i I eat it right. literally um this industry and uh you know all that it represents and you don't find uh the fine dining sector um people who make mm-hmm. it their 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 all encompassing lives to to cook for uh the general public in a rustic way in a um fine dining way tasting menu whatever it may be i mean I'm, all I want to eat is, you know, essentially barbecue and, 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 uh, you know, uh, great, well done mom food. Um, that's, that's what I go for. And when I'm done cooking all my days off, but a lot of times you don't know things are black owned. And for me, that's fine. I, I like to know, but it doesn't, it doesn't make the food taste any better. It makes the experience better and it makes the appreciation different. Um, but it doesn't, doesn't change the way the food tastes for me. Um, but I can see I feel like I can sometimes sound like hmm, somebody. This tastes like something my grandma, my great grandmother made, and my great grandmother is actually still alive. She just turned 101 yesterday, which is what? insane. <laughs> yes, it is awesome.
0: She must be so proud. She's, she's
1: very, very <laughs> proud. Uh, she was, she was born 1919, and um, I, you know there, there was so much that you know she came from. She was a sharecropper, and and you know that has its own uh, weird history, and and you know to think about that situation and, you know, where she came from and she's, uh, essentially mostly, uh, all native American, Eastern, Eastern Seaboard, native, native American. And, uh, to think about that history and, and her, uh, ethnicity, the ethnicity and the culture mm-hmm. that come that that is driven from it. And to think about this moment now, um, in a, in a city that doesn't have, uh, th- the best history with racial relations, um, i, I want I wanna make it understood that it doesn't matter per se like I, I representation yes matters, but it's all this it's all the same food just put this it's just soul in it that's all I'm doing is putting my soul into the food that's that's the that's the only difference between my food and the next guy's food is the attention, the love, the passion, and feeling like you're cooking for something i'm I'm cooking to uh you know show appreciation for my mother and because she's not here and if she was here. Um, then she would be obviously incredibly proud, but I'm using all of her energy and I'm using all the things that she would want from me to, to. and I'm putting that into the food and putting that into the customer experience and putting that into, you know, the next concepts that we're coming up with. And um, as if I'm trying to live another life within my own, because that's that's what I owe her. You know, she gave me her life and and that's, that's, that's why I'm doing what I do.
0: It sounds like you have a really good head about it because I am, I mean, I have no idea what your experience is, but... Even just the media hoopla around it and the pressure you know of like, mm-hmm. oh well, mm-hmm. you're the first black chef in Boston to be recognized, and mm-hmm. there's so mm-hmm. in some ways like the city is so proud that that's happened, but then there's still so much work to do, and I guess I'm just wondering if you feel like that's an added an added pressure or it's just something that you think it's you know a good opportunity like i I don't know how you're feeling about it, and i'm I'm curious
1: well i the th- the thing is okay, so this question and and this is not a problem at all i actually I actually want to keep poking at this question because I, the thing, the the thing about the black chef, the only, as I put it in quotations, that's how we, that's how I kind of think about it when, when it does come up is that I don't, I don't know that to be true. I don't know it as a fact. I haven't had a, you know, not a historian, but someone who is, is deeply involved in the uh, food world and hospitality world. I don't know that to be true. I've only moved, I was only here since 2006, Mm -hmm. um, to work for Michael Schlau, um, in downtown Boston. And, um, there's so much that I don't, I don't know. And I don't understand. And there were so many restaurants and experiences and bars. And I, I know there's a a whole ton of, of, of black owned bars that were insanely popular in the city and it's in its suburbs and, uh, uh, Boston metro area. I just don't, I just don't know the whole black chef thing to be, tr- be a true thing. I think that's maybe I'm, I'm out there being recognized. Yes. But if, if, if that is the case, I I think I'm, I think I'm happy about that. Um, it, it's a, it's a little like, it's a little, uh, f- the focus point is, is very strong, but I, I don't, whether, whether I be black or any other culture, I'm just doing, my best. And and if someone gets into this game, into the what, what I call the restaurant industry, it is just not, it's not easy. It is so difficult. It is so grueling. And the only way, again, I, this is a cliche thing to say, but the only way you get by it is you absolutely have to be completely mad, insanely head over heels for it. Um, there is no other way you would wake up in the morning and do it on a high level i i, I just i maybe there are some people that do that but i cannot i would not am- that is hell to me that sounds like absolute pain and suffering I, that is hell on earth and i just i'm so glad and i'm very fortunate this is what this this is how i'm going to put it beyond representation beyond being a black gentleman um and and half Syrian Lebanese beyond that and, and supporting a community that is, is can can be seen as mostly you know, African American, uh, Latino. Um, and not associating, not associating that with underrepresentation or, or poverty or anything like that I'm talking culturally. Um, culturally, we are rich. Culturally, this Nate Roxbury is rich. Culturally, Dorchester, Mattapan, all those things are rich. And that's what I want to focus on, whether it be black or the only or this and that. The way now that I I view it as far as a hospitality point of view is that I'm just giving my all. I'm giving my life to serve other people. That is what I love. That is, I love uh, creating experiences. I, I love giving. I love um, giving people joy, pleasure, um, uh, uh, through food, through conversation. And that's all I can focus on. And maybe my experiences as a black gentleman, um, as I'm viewed as in the world, that amounts for a, a a deeper maybe a deeper story, um, or stories that maybe are not as common uh, to the guests that I serve, and I think that's what's more important. Um, yes, I may be the only, but why why does being the only black gentleman matter? It it doesn't to me, but it does if I can inspire others and people who see me and people who you know um, people who see me as an inspiration. That's what it's about. And that's where I want to go with that conversation, um, because I just don't really know that the fact of that to be true. But hopefully, I can dig up some emotions and thoughts and um, experiences that people have had in the past before I got to the city, and say, oh, "I remember when blah blah, blah. I used to own this place on the corner of you know Columbia Road and Melinda Cass." I don't, and I learned something, and then I'd say, "Oh, that's amazing! What what were they called? Oh, they actually have a son. He worked at you know Spal- he used to work at Lespaulier. And then you just find out that there actually are people." who have done this um, that are culturally rich um, that maybe just didn't have the exposure. And maybe my exposure helps dig up the past and people who actually have have sacrificed their lives that are not in the industry anymore. Because honestly, this industry spits out people and spits out really good people. Uh, really passionate people, people who also just because you sacrifice your life to be in this industry doesn't mean you get recognized. And I want to hear about the stories of the people who offered great experiences before I got here. And hopefully, that's what I can dig up um, as uh, this exposure uh, kind of kicks on.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and just to clarify, sorry, that was really no, no, no. It's a, I, it's I just, a tricky I was question because I mean, just it is. You know, it's such a complicated issue. But where I was coming from was more. You know, that's just a lot to put on you as a person. Like all of a sudden you're expected, like not saying you are the only or you're not the only. How do you define fine dining? You go on forever, but it just seems like that's a lot. And in some ways, if like there's stuff that you want to share and use your platform, awesome. But also I don't ever want that to take away from just like the glory of what you're working with and celebrating right now. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to address it, you know, if yeah. you wanted to. And and
1: and a, and, a, and a tiny little thing to add to that is that As a a cook, as a chef, as as someone who trained to be in this profession and decided to give their life to it, it didn't matter. The reason why the the question isn't that bad, I actually like talking about it now more and more. I kind of get like, oh, that question again. But now, I think about it, when I was coming up, it didn't matter. I got yelled at the same (laughs) way everybody else got yelled at. I actually got yelled at less because I was just... I just, I wanted to, this, I knew, I made the decision. I might as well got tattooed on my forehead that this is what I was going to do because that's how much I wanted to, 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 to thrive in this industry. And to, that was, there was my survival. It was the only, it was, this was the only way. This was it. This, I had no, I have no, you know, associate BA. I have no associate degree in, in accounting. I can't go be like a, 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 a goat doctor. I can't be, <laughs> I can't, there's not, there's nothing else. I don't have a, 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 a Something in 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 um, veterinarian. I can't, I can't do anything. Um, this is what I do, and this is all I can do, and this is what I love to do, and I am very happy, happy, and very appreciative to have all those three things lined up. So when I was coming up, it didn't matter if I was black or white or Asian or purple or pink or whatever my color was. Had no, doesn't matter. You still can't cook a piece of fish. Doesn't it doesn't matter. So I saw it that way, and if that was my if that was my way of looking at the world, color never really was a thing for me in the kitchen, right? As far as my optic view, mm-hmm. right? So it coming into being a business owner and being a, the, the, the leader, the color doesn't matter. The ethnicity doesn't matter. It's about what you show me. And that's what I realized. That's what it was. it was. It was what you bring to the table every day. And I brought it every day and twice a day. And I said, that's what I'm going to let shine. And there are some people who are affected by their ethnicity right affected by the world um, through their ethnicity and I just want to make that a thing that's seen as a positive seen as a seen as a thing to be coveted and seen as a thing to uh, uh, kind of focus on and enrich because there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of uniqueness and 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 um, uh, uh, social currency within their ethnicity. And I want to try to you know, tap into that and, and spread it to the rest of the city.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I want to bring it back to, I want to talk about if you're open to your mom a little bit, because you brought her up a few times. Um, and I don't know you, but I feel like this award is um, connected to your mom or your mom, you know, obviously influenced you a lot. So I want to know a little bit about how you got to this place where you are with your cooking and how your family your mom or just your family in general kind of influenced you
1: yeah um the funny thing is my mom is not here but she is here and that's the gratifying and and you know reliable uh thought i i keep in my mind um whether i'm going through a tough time or whether you know the 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 best times of my life as in right now as you're talking to me um it, it's 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 surreal that she's not here. Um, she passed in 2013, and um, I still feel like she's right by my side because I know what she would say if she had gotten the news that I got this. Because I I probably wouldn't have kept it a secret from her because um, you know I I tell her everything, but um, she would just cry a lot. You know, <laughs> she would she would cry and do that cry laugh thing um, that I think women do so well um, and, and get you to cry and get you to kind of give a lot of hugs and um, just be out of, out of pure pride and pure, um, you know, realizing what it took to get me here. She literally sacrificed her life and her body um, in order to kind of hand me b- the baton or a baton that I would eventually turn into something um, that, is, that was my own. We were not, you know, necessarily like poor Um, We were when I was first born, but um, she worked and worked and worked and um, uh, just got us to a point that we got an apartment and then we got a house and then she got sick and she knew that there was a timer that was started right on, on her life. Um, a a visible timer um, that she would be, you know, uh, could see every single day when she looked in the mirror and realized that there was a a, a time ticking down for her to um, do the things for me to, 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 to let me go on the, on the next stage uh, with myself professionally and, you know, move out and go to a big city and and leave her behind essentially physically. And it was very difficult for me to leave uh, New Jersey, but, that was the only way I was going to actually use what she, the, the equity that she gave me, um, to 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 use it to further my success, um, um, or further my life. And the only reason I'm here, and I attribute this to my wife as well, is because of 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 her. Right, my 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 mom sacrificed her life so that I could live mine. And I know that's a very common thing to say, and that's cliche in in some in some terms, because obviously mom is, is, is a lot of times the most important. But there'd be no way. I there would be there would be it would be impossible for me to have made it um without her energy and her sacrificing herself. Um and when I say sacrifice, I mean she worked until she passed. And you know, she had she dealt with breast cancer for 20 years and then it regenerated and turned to something else and she still had to work. And then finally she just um, couldn't do it anymore. And uh, that appreciation for life and that, that understanding that I am not just here to just coast and do whatever I want to do and figure it out. I, I, I have lost the ability to figure it out. I now have to make a decision, stick with it, and it's a do or die and um i decided to do and that i think she would appreciate um just so much and i uh I, I i still feel her with me and i still think that's the only reason why i i i can even do what i'm doing now is because she's she's with me kind of i can still hear her laugh i can still hear her like do that laugh cry thing i can still just I could I get feel her not just here but I can feel her um, moving with me and and that makes me very happy and uh, positive so
0: that's awesome um so Douglas I just want to know how we can support you and the restaurant uh, in this crazy time
1: um yeah so you know supporting this industry right now there's there's more ways than ever um, more creative ways than ever I should say and there's takeout to go catering um. You know uh retail grocery there's, there's, there's all these all these cool ways that we never thought um, as far as the the industry side that we ever thought we would um, need to do um, and now that we're in the position, we want to give a customer and a guest as many reasons as possible um, to to support us for not just for engagement but for survival. Um, we are doing takeout right now. Um, we just started yesterday um, and now we'll be having that for um, the hopefully um, we always had it anyway, even when we were open, but now we want to expand on on our offerings and and see what 's possible also I, you know I think this is a, is a, another way that people um, can help is that we want we think we are lifted when we help others, and if there 's ways that people want to reach out to us to Express how we can help them. Maybe uh, it either be charity or whether it be a foundation or whether it be auction prizes. When this all hopefully starts to turn the tide, um, we want to come out with with uh, with with helping people and and supporting you know foundations that need it and using the exposure to to promote the right things and help the right uh, 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 people and the causes. So that's how people can help as well. Is is inform us. Of things that that need to be helped, we're a little mighty restaurant, and we have um, a lot of uh, energy, and we want to use that energy for greater good, not just cooking, um, but also show our hospitality in different ways. Now that we can't right now hold, use it in the restaurant per se, face to face, but we can we can think of ways why we have the time to be at home, and we're on a computer's a lot. We can we can come up with some plans. So if people have ways that they want to help for two, three, four, five, six months out. Um, thinking about the end of the year, there's a lot of people that are get, still going to be struggling, not just with coronavirus, but with eating, with uh, meals, with um, in every way, We housing. Um, we want to find ways to, to use our good fortune and blessings and everything to um, help with these things in the future. And right now is when you plan for them. So if there are any ways... That are you know, unselfishly that we we wanna we wanna help.
0: Well you just gave us another reason to be happy and grateful that you got this award okay. <laughs> because your head is in the right place. Yeah. Um and I think I can say on behalf of the whole restaurant community in Boston, even though I absolutely do not have that (laughs) that right to represent everybody. uh, Everyone is. Well, you talk about about food on a big scale, so
1: that's you have a right. Sure, you do. You do. (laughs) You you have the you have the. I'm giving you the badge.
0: Why? Thank you. I'll take I'll take your But seriously, (laughs) thank you, Douglas. Congratulations. We're so happy for you, and we just can't wait to come back um, and give you a real-life hug and drink a spritz and eat some yummy pasta uh, when it's
1: safe to do that. So bad. Hopefully it's still sunny then, but I'm not banking on it. But I'll I'll hold a seat for you on the patio.
0: Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Thank you so much. Ciao.